fourth, sorry, fourth, uh, final uh, preview podcast. Clearly, you can tell we've been doing these for a while, and we're all a little, uh, a little giddy. Uh, welcome to the uh, the regular crew here. We have Eric Silva Brenneman. How you doing, Eric? Yeah, hey, doing well. I'm, I'm assuming uh, th- Wednesday night you'll have done well. The future. Um, we we're recording this in the in the past, so uh, Rodrigo <laughs> Sanchez Chavarria. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Um, dogs are on my bed and they're fighting, so that should be fun podcast. All right, two dogs in the in the are in the in the Zoom. My cat somewhere. One of them is running around somewhere. So, MJ uh, from Dave's. I know. How are you doing, buddy? I'm horrible, but I'm really glad to be here with all of you all talking about soccer. Okay. Uh, clearly, we've all won a bunch of stuff at the uh, Minnesota Dark Clouds silent auction, which happened last night um, when you're listening to this podcast. So hopefully you all enjoyed that too. Let's jump in. We have two more groups left. Uh, these are the, I don't say the most interesting groups, um, just the last two that we're doing. So group F, which was supposed to be done by our friend Jess, uh, but she was unable to join us. So she sent us her notes. Um, we all took a team, and we're gonna we're gonna sort of smash this one together for you. Who wants to start in Group F? Group F is, of course, Belgium, uh, Croatia, Canada, and Morocco. So MJ, do you want to start? And you have uh, Belgium, correct? Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna read Jess's notes here because I think it's important that we represent her and her ideas, even though uh, she can't be here. Um, so. What I want you to do is to make sure if you hate on this section, make sure you hate on me because I can't do Jess as well as Jess can do Jess. Don't hate on Jess. Um, Jersey evaluation. Fire tip sleeves. Oh, my God. It's like a sad restored muscle car at back to the 50s. The idea isn't terrible, but the execution is straight up hot rod predictable. Unpredicted, the crazy cheese whiz font on the back. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> um, that's pretty. It's, I mean, she's not wrong. Let's put it that yeah, way. No, no, like we, we've talked about uh, one of the ways that, uh, you know, kit manufacturers are show, trying to show something different is on the sleeves that, you know, a good, a good example of it being executed well is. In that last episode, we talked about the Brazil away kit, um, the lower sleeves being kind of a unique design. This is like, uh, you know, uh, flames on, on your car that shouldn't have flames on and should just yeah. either be plain or classic racing stripes. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of looks like uh, uh, Guy Fieri uh, fucked a red Pinto. <laughs> and this was, this was the child that, that was produced. Uh, are these kids so um look them up what about what about the rest of the belgian national team not just their not just their 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 trashy jerseys so they won their group uh they won group e in the uefa qualifying so uh with uh going undefeated six wins uh zero losses two draws um they are full of household name players if you watch premier league or La Liga in Spain or just about anything else. Um, uh, so you want to talk about players, uh, uh, their first two goalkeepers are Thibault Courtois and uh, Simone Mignolet. Um, their uh, defender uh, who is not their captain for some reason, uh, like I, I would have thought that Jan Vertonen would be their, their captain. He's, I guess, their vice captain. 
And uh, Toby Alderweireld uh, is uh, also a really good uh, center back. He might also play right back for them. Um, midfield, Alex Witzel, Kevin De Bruyne, um, uh, young 25-year-old uh, Yuri uh, Tillemans from Leicester City is there. Uh, and then, you know, on the attack, Romelu Lukaku um, for, from Inter and uh, Aiden Nazar from Real Madrid. Um, and then just about like Leandro Trossard, uh, Michi Bashiwe, uh, they're, they're deep. Uh, they're also considered one of the favorites or this is their golden generation, their chance to win something. And when it has come to the Euros or the World Cup, they haven't won anything. So uh, I can't remember who, uh, Rodrigo, I believe last episodes was talking about the inconsistency of um, Argentina, despite a wealth of talent and, and depth. Um, and that's what I think of when I think of Belgium is uh, just, you have all this talent and when you play well, you play really well, but there, when you play horrible, you're, you're, you're fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> So your point is that they're the Argentina of Europe? Um, that's, that's my analogy, yeah. Um, I, I think they're very inconsistent. Um, and as a Everton fan, I'm a big fan of Roberto Martinez. Or as I heard one BBC person say stupidly, Roberto Martinez. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Because they don't study they have a hard time they have a hard time with that they over there study their fucking spanish at the bbc goddamn well man. apparently some mls analysts can't 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 speak um, other languages that isn't english either so yeah. as we as we all did with lud and lad and yeah. lari dari but but rodrigo honestly it should be lad because um a two pole that said kneel be- kneel before lad would be fucking amazing yes. um that's a good one. um I, I have this team going deep I think, yeah, I think Belgium are really good. But uh, what about yeah. if you say Neil before Lud or Neil in the Lude? <laughs> but it's it's but it's not a Superman reference, Rodrigo. That's the whole point. The best Anyways, superhero is Batman. Let's just move on from that. I'm not. Right? I'm not I'm saying. He, like, I'm not saying he's the best superhero. I'm just saying it, it was a Superman reference, and that's all I wanted. Me to get, trying so. to like do the hook thing and bring it back, MJ. <laughs> all, all, all right. Um, okay. Anything else? Anything important else, matches. Important matches. Listen. Um, every since they're the favorite to win the group, every fucking match is important. But I will say this: uh, as much as people want to say Croatia is going to give them trouble, and they could, the way that Croatia likes to play, that could that could be right. But I'm going to say the most important is Canada. Um, mm. uh, that is their first like match it. is yep. Canada, and as one of my colleagues will talk about Canada and the amazing squad they have this year at the World Cup. And there, Canada is going to fuck around and find out. And if Belgium is not up for that challenge, in I, th- I think one, you mean you have to use that for the one that's going to be injured. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say Bel- Belgium is going to mess around and find Belgium's out. Belgium is going to fuck around and find out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank you for Almost. the question. But yeah, so yeah. close. We, we, we can well, totally tell that that I, MJ I, I did think, not bully I anyone. I do, I do think both Belgium and Canada are going to do that this World Cup. And, and possibly have some injury issues, but yes, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to say that first match against Canada on November 23rd is their most important. I like it. Cool. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, I mean, that's a good transition to, uh, to me into Canada. Um, Jess really 
I'm not going to lie. She really mailed it in on, uh, on the Canadian Jersey evaluation, mostly because, uh, Nike mailed it in when they, when they got inside the goddamn thing. So, um, yeah. It's, it's like it took a, 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 a red tablecloth that you get from target or the dollar club. And then just let's make a Jersey out of that. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, it is, it's not great. Uh, readers, um, not great at all. Uh, so Canada, Canada qualified. They were they won Concacaf. Uh, they were the the group winner uh, coming in um, just ahead of Mexico. They uh, John Herman is the manager. You might remember John Herman's name from coaching the Canadian women's team, um, a very good uh, net women's team side. Uh, and then he uh, took the step down to coach the men's team in the in the World Cup. So the Canadian women got to World Cups before, um, and then you know. <clears throat> John Herman comes over and, and does it for the men. Finally, they, uh, you know, biggest players. I mean, their top scorer in the, in the squad right now is Kyle Laren. Um, clearly, I mean, he's coming on, he's coming on sort of like as a the last 15, 20 minutes, the big guns for Canada are obviously Alfonso Davies, who, uh, had a, I think for Canadian national team fans, um, a heart stopping moment in the Bayern Munich game, a, about a week ago where he pulled up and left. Um, but he sounds like he is okay. And, and back in the, back in the squad. That's once a Heath whispery Kyle. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's right. Uh, so Alfonso Davies is the, is the main man um, for uh, Canada. I said, Kyle Laren is, you know, plays up top. Jonathan David is probably um, the player that people are going to be, people are not going to know Jonathan David, and if Canada has a good uh, a good tournament in the World Cup, they will know about Jonathan David. Uh, he plays for uh, Lille in uh, Ligue 1. Um, he can operate pretty much as a, a solo nine, um, or he can also jump into a um, you know up top with Kyle Aaron for a, you know up two up top as well. Um, kind of cool watch fun- out for a guy with two first names. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, kind of a, a fun fact for the Canadian national team: um, Atiba Hutchinson who is the captain, one of the captains. Um, he is 39 years old. He's set to become the world oldest World Cup debutante ever, which would be really cool. So he's 39. Go, he's almost 40, basically. Um, dude is basically my age. He's making his World Cup debut. So you're telling me there is a chance, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, could, I just need to keep playing goalie and, and, uh, and get way, 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 way better. Um, I got a question. Where do you think uh where do you think they, they play Davies? Because I mean he, he can almost slot Central. in anywhere. He he plays centrally. Yeah, he plays centrally for, for Canada. Um they play like a four two four two three one or a four three two one. I can't remember exactly. It's not a Christmas tree. I think it's a four two three one. Um but yeah, he plays mostly centrally with uh with Canada. Yeah, which is weird because he put him on the like, wing. Yeah, he, he plays right on. back for right back, I think. Iron. Yeah. For Bayern, yeah. and yeah, he keep yep. go up and play out either on the right or centrally for, um, for Canada. Um, you know they're a really solid defensive team. Um, you know they they don't like I said uh, t- t- to MJ's point, they don't fuck around and find out. Um, on defense, <laughs> they they play pretty solid defense, and yeah. uh, and definitely like have the ability and the speed for to be a sort of a counter uh a counter attacking team. So they're very team oriented. And and I think you have to point that out as as 
as uh, Canadian fans found out that Cropo was able to give up his leg in order to yeah. win an MLS Cup. I, I was yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, Maxime Cropo um, was their back. So Milan Borjic, uh, who plays over in Europe, is the main uh, Canadian keeper. Uh, but Cropo was getting some matches, um, which is you know not great for Cropo and for Canada. Is good for Minnesota fans as Dane St. Clair moved up to basically to the number two spot. So if anything happened to Milan Borjic, um, we definitely would be getting some Dane St. Clair action in the world cup, which would be super cool if it happened, obviously. Um, but uh, I mean, something's bad happening to Canada probably in that, in that respect. So um, this is a, a, a interesting team. Again, like I said, this is their first world cup uh, in 36 years. Go back to Peru, Rodrigo. That's right. There's, yeah, it's a, there's, there's a theme a, in this World Cup. 36 there, seems to be a number and a lot of groups. <laughs> there uh, truly, truly is. Um, so, you know, they're not ranked very high in uh, FIFA, the FIFA rankings. Um, but obviously, as, um, you know, again, to use the parlance of the podcast, the USA and Mexico uh, fucked around and find out, and neither of those teams beat Canada in CONCACAF qualifying. So yep. take that for, for what you will. Um, I think... This is again, this is a team. This is a this is a pretty interesting group. Um, you know, all four teams are, you know, I think capable of beating one another on any given day. Um, Belgium, you know, Eric, you mentioned that they're you think they're gonna go far. I think you know, they could easily this you know, they've been playing this team's been playing together for a long time. This could easily be like everything falls apart too. Um, so yeah, I kind of like Canada getting through to the to the knockout round. So uh let's jump to Croatia. Croatia. Yes. Um, I'm kind of getting tired of the whole golden generation, golden generation, because they were a golden generation last World Cup, but they're still trying to claim their golden generation this World Cup. Um, they had an amazing run in Russia. Obviously, they are the runners up, lost to France in the final, who I actually picked on, on MJ's bracket thing that we did. So like, I won a bunch of points in that uh, tournament. Solely because of Croatia going to the final and having them, uh, having picked them. Um, they got here, they won their group, wherever it is. I can't remember. I, I had it in the notes here somewhere. Actually, I want to start with Jess too, because she has some really funny stuff to say looking at their jerseys. She says, obviously, if you haven't seen the Croatia jersey, it is the traditional checkered pattern, and, and the away of black is, is badass. Like, I love that one too. But, uh, she says, uh, quote, if Belgium sleeves are a bad flame paint job with odd type t- typography, Croatia's jersey is a picnic tablecloth that's been left out in the sun all summer, unquote. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, group H winners. There it is. Yeah. So they won. You wait for group H. Now, after they before they did that, rather. Uh, so they win the World Cup. They got to do qualifying or have some friendlies. There was a steep drop off like they. They were losing a bunch. The coach was on the hot seat, and then they kind of roller coastered it back up, and eventually did win their group to qualify. Um, in terms of good players, there are many. We're talking about uh, on the attack. You've got Perisic as a forward. He's over at Tottenham. Um, bunch of midfielders: uh, Brozovic at uh, Milan, Inter Milan, uh, Kovacic at Chelsea. You got uh, Sucic at Salzburg. Of course, the name I'm not mentioning that everybody knows is 
Luka Modric, uh, he's coming in at 37 years old, but he is the heart and soul of this team at Real Madrid. Um, so the question is, how, how are those legs going to be doing? How is that cardio? Uh, can he still hold this thing together? And can he still kind of be the heart and soul of, of this team to, uh, to get them through and, and kind of make everything happen? Um, in terms of formation, we're looking at a 4-3-3. And uh, most important match is probably that Belgium match, which I think lands on the last match day, if I'm not mistaken. I got to like get back up here to see it. Yes, December 1st, Belgium, Croatia. So that that's going to be a big one that may determine one, two, and may determine maybe knocking somebody else out. Uh, that's going to be a big one. That's Croatia. I can't wait till um, Target decides to start opening up stores in Croatia and then it can be the next sponsor for the Croatian national team jersey because it's just begging for that. So, <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, sorry, go ahead, MJ. Just sad to say that uh, don't know the details behind the controversy, but the Croatian National Football Federation announced his retirement uh, pre Euro. Uh, Ivan Rakitic, who was my favorite mm. player on, on the Croatian national team. And mm-hmm. so uh, since that happened last Euro cycle, uh, he will not be joining them in what would probably be his last World Cup. What's, what's the age difference between him and Modric? They're like the same age, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they can't. They, they can't be that far off. He's, 30, he's 37, just, 38. 34. Yeah, there you go. He's older. <laughs> Modric is older. Yeah, he did some some naughty things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, which we right know on. nothing about. No, of course not. Um. All right, uh, Rodrigo, you have Morocco, so I do. And yeah. um, let's see, how did they get here? Right. Uh, Apparently, my dogs is one to be able to figure that out as well, too. But um, after missing out on, I think it was one, two, three, like four straight World Cups from 2002 and 2014, the Atlas Lions have qualified for two straight tournaments. So that's something, you know, that's a fun fact type of thing. Um, then um, they, um, they, the interesting thing is they had a manager. And then he kind of got them qualified for the World Cup. And then he got fired <laughs> just three months before the World Cup. Um, and uh, Morocco uh, point, appointed the former Morocco defender, uh, Walid. Uh, MJ, what was it? What was it? Regragui? Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what will stick with me. Um and who is, you know, 47 years old and who led uh, with that Casablanca to a Moroccan league and African championship uh, last season, right? Um, you know, there's um, players to watch. Um, I think uh, Akraf Hakimi, the fullback, a 24-year-old, um, is, you know, the, the star of this team in a sense, right? Um, with a mix of uh, passing ability and just technical defense, uh, is you know he's a really great talent at the right back position. Um, although with Morocco he often plays on the left to allow some of the other teammates to just kind of take the right side. Um, and so he's probably in the in the running for one of the best fullbacks in in the world at um um which what I've been reading and it's really in, intriguing. So I'm gonna have to do more more research on that after. Uh, Hakim. Uh, Sijak, which is a winger, plays for Chelsea. Um, 
it's an attacker. And I think overall, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how how Morocco really just plays in, in this group, right? Um, there's also the 23-year-old uh, Youssef and Nasiri, who uh, plays for Sevilla, uh, who's great in the air and uh, set pieces, right? So let's hope that they get a lot of set pieces available in this. The, the Atlas Lions will need um, not only to have all these players and additional support players play a good game, but just overall, just just have a really good um, overall solid performance um, to be able to to kind of make it further out of the group stage. You know, um, this is their sixth appearance. Um, their best finish has been round of 16s in that uh, Mexico 1986 World Cup. Um, Morocco was the first African nation to advance to the knockout stage at the World Cup. But uh, but making the knockouts of the Qatar will require, you know, really, really like, I don't know, like the odds in Vegas to hit Morocco, get out of the group stage. is like, I think you can pay someone's kids college tuition for four years if you were able to <laughs> to to hit the right numbers on that. And that's the way I'm putting this on here. Um, but in addition to that, you know, um, they have one of the cleanest kits in this group, I think, for me. Um, uh, Puma sometimes does things right and Puma sometimes does things really wrong as we've seen in this World Cup regarding kits and I think they got it right um, and they asked him for this kit I think it was is, is solid I like the home kit um, would, you, would you like some Jess kit commentary? sure go for it she says evaluation legible and I'm loving it also <laughs> it's hard to do the red green combo well so there you go. She liked it. Yeah, uh, that felt like a McDonald's commercial, but yeah, sure. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. All right. All right well, now uh, we have to. Do, how, how do we do the prediction now? If we, we had to split the whole thing up, how's this going to work? <laughs> well, let's let, we, let's just talk it through. So we all think Belgium is probably winning the group, right? Is there any any major? Because I think our, our our biggest question is Croatia versus Canada for second place. I I actually like Canada. I think I think Croatia is going to choke. Okay. Uh, MJ? I'm going to go with Croatia number two, but okay. Yeah. Whatever. Rod- Rodrigo. I think, I think Croatia won. Wow. I think Croatia is going to, going to take the group, huh? So we need yeah. to pay attention to this one because everybody's going in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. I think Belgium will come in second though, but I think, I think there's a, there's, there'll be a team that qualifies in the third round for this one. So, okay. Uh, I think either Canada has a good chance, but like, it's it's just you know like this is also like another diverse group right you got Belgium on one side you got Croatia on the other and then you got Canada and then you got Morocco so like it's a good diversity of like styles of play and so yeah. I don't know you'll notice like, go ahead let me interrupt go ahead. no no I'm just saying just it's just it's just going to be interesting to see which team shows up and how how they're willing to read and react to each other and I think that's it I mean Canada has a very good like in your face we're going to squeeze you and try to get a goal out of you right um but um you know that that type of game style you know can work to grind out zero zero ties in Concacaf. but i don't know if that's willing to drag out more than that in a in a world cup stage i think if it is a midfield possession battle croatia will do well what concerns me you'll notice i didn't mention any defenders as people to highlight on that team <laughs> and i think speed especially from canada 
but also just firepower from Belgium, Belgium, uh, I think is going to overwhelm them. Yeah, I uh, feel the same way. I, I guess I'm, I'm also yeah, kind of leaning towards uh, Canada myself as well for that uh, second spot. So, um, all right, clearly it seems like none of us think Morocco is going to do make any make any noise in this group. So sorry, Morocco. Sorry, Morocco. You love your you kids. guys love both of your kits, but yeah, yeah. So Mor- Morocco wins for for their lovely kit. Um, uh, they win the participation trophy, right? Yeah. Do we have any? African teams going through. We, I think we we picked Senegal, but that was before we learned that Mane was injured. <laughs> yeah. So now I think Senegal. I, mean, I, I mentioned it when I talked about Senegal last last week that I think they're the they're they're the the best team that or the team that has the best chance of, of doing some damage. But I mean that maybe that just includes just getting out of the group. That would be well. And Mane was Senegal sure. is is that's that's tough. Yeah. But anyway. Yes, this will be fun. Cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna highlight the uh, the Moroccan kit. I, I one thing I'll actually point out too. If you want, um, so speaking of our friends over at Podiumware who you know, sponsoring these World Cup podcasts, um, that Canadian red shirt is. I mean, there's at least a some a little bit of a design. If you look at their away shirt, it's literally just a white t-shirt with the Canada <laughs> with the Canada patch on the uh, on the on the you know. The left, yeah. uh, the left breast there. It's, it's, it literally looks, I mean, I know we all joked about that. The drift kit when Minnesota United released that a few years ago and you had to be like, you had to be looking at someone's like chest to make out the little, the little details in it. Um, Canada's playing in literally a white fucking t-shirt. So if you the want, question is, white... is it, is it a Hanes or food of the loom t-shirt? Is that's, the a question. Good, that's a good question. I do not it, know it, the answer. It's like Canada went to Nike and said, and, Nike's like, what do you want for your your second kit? And like, I don't know, uh, something plain white with a maple leaf on it. And they're like, oh, that sounds easy. And and then Canada said, not only is it easy, but you should make it easy. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing goes wrong with white oppressive, um, you know, oppressive whiteness as a, as as your as your part of your kit. You know, that's that's just the way it goes. You know. And and if you want a uh, a kit that is not uh, oppressively white, um, check out our friends at Podiumware. Uh, you can talk to Brian at podiumware.com. They like we've talked about before, guys. They they make really awesome stuff. Again, it's all made in Minnesota, um, local design. If you have a already have a design that you want to do, they can do that. If you just if you have a, an idea for something, they got the people who can work through that with you as well. So um, if you have a group, if you have a, a soccer team. Um, or a soccer club, or, you know, you just want to, um, you know, all the dudes that get together at the bar to watch, you know, you know, major league, major leads soccer every Saturday and Sunday morning. Uh, you want to make shirts by all means, you can go, you get treat out to podium wear. Um, that's Brian at podiumware.com. Uh, or you can give him a call 651-895-4559. Um, and thanks to podium wear again for, for sponsoring the world cup podcast here, but with the Dave's I know and Minnesota football show. Thanks podium where for believing in soccer. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, finally, then we get to group B um, and kind of to echo uh, Eric from the last podcast in terms of uh, narratives, um, England, Wales, Iran, and the United States of America make up make up this uh very fun what are you talking about narratives there's there's no history between any of these countries yeah no i know um (laughs) uh definitely fucking with us 
<laughs> Definitely not. So yeah, I mean, yeah. It, as soon as we saw England was drawn in like you know in the first pot of of you know that first slot there, you knew USA was getting drawn in with with England, and then of course once USA was drawn, you knew Iran was getting in there, and then the last one was the the playoff spot. So this is either going to be Wales or the U or Ukraine, um, you know, and clearly we knew once Wales once Wales made the, had the opportunity it was going to be Wales. So. Uh, all right, well, let's let's talk about this group. This is a very you know, obviously very interesting group. Uh, we'll start off with England. Uh, it's coming home, as they I want to say. They won uh, Group I a, with an eight two and zero record. Obviously, all of the players you you know are England English players. Are people if you are following any sort of European soccer, probably will know. Um, can you guys tell me who the only non EPL player is on the English England roster? I can, but I just cheated. Okay. That's really Jude, Belling- um, Jude Bellingham. For, Jude Bellingham. For yeah, uh, Borussia, you know, Borussia yeah. Dortmund. Borussia, Borussia Dortmund. Um, obviously, he's going to be making a big a big signing uh, probably at the end of the year here. Um, he's uh, 19 years old. He's Yeah, 19 years old. Um, very, very, very good midfielder. Probably, you know, he has a very good opportunity to be sort of the young breakout star of the tournament, although – most people in um, world soccer know who he is. Other important players, obviously Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Sorry, I forgot to do it. Harry Kane. Uh, he scores a lot of goals for the uh, English national team. Uh, Bukayo Saka is another player. Um, really great midfielder. Um, hopefully he gets some redemption for missing a penalty in uh, at the Euros. Uh, and then, as much as I hate to say it, um, the, the player who kind of makes – England run if it's running well is Kyle Walker um, right back for Man City. I think if he's not playing, this is going to be England's wide open at that point. By the way, his, his name should have been Kyle Jogger. <laughs> uh, how they play, they uh, play a 4 3 3 generally. Um, they've gone back and forth. Um, Gareth Southgate has played a back three on occasion. They will typically do that when they're playing better opponents. So as they progress further in the tournament, um, they might play with the back three, which is why Kyle Walker is very, very important there. Uh, England is super vulnerable on the counter um, if they're throwing too much forward. Um, unfortunately, England likes to be boring as shit and not put players forward, even though they have some of the better, you know, they have, you know, pound for pound are, are one of the, you know, one of the better teams in the tournament. Um, they like to press with their attackers uh, and win back the ball early, which is, you know, if you watch any of the EPL, Soccer. That's a lot of a lot of the teams are doing there nowadays. Who's their keeper? Uh, you know, it's uh, Aaron Ramsdale. Um, so you know, he's he's okay. Yeah. Uh, finally, they have a tendency to try in the in control games, which again makes uh, for boring ass soccer matches. Um, and then it it leaves England very vulnerable for opportunities for teams to counterattack. And you know, all if you only have to score one goal against England. That's been one of the, the main criticisms of Gareth Southgate is that, you know, he doesn't let his team sort of uh, open the engine up and, and let them rip and, and see what they can do. Um, he's very, very focused on trying to win matches one to nothing. So um, I think the most important match for them is, is uh, that match on the 25th against the United States. Uh, that's black Friday at 1 PM, mostly because um, a fun fact about the country um haven't the men haven't won jack shit since 1966. Um, they normally lose on penalties and this team has never beaten the United States in the world cup. They are Oh, one and one. 
against the U.S. in the World Cup. So, um, yeah, take that, England. Any, either of you guys have anything else on England that I that I missed? Um, Shout out to 1930. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like you know, it's the it's it's the meeting of the colonizers, right? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it really, it really, truly is. Um, yeah. Well, what's what's move uh, not too far from England and go to Wales uh, right, right next door. Wales qualified through uh, UEFA. They, they finished in second place in Group E. Uh, as I mentioned, they beat well. They beat Austria in the play in the semifinal, and then um, beat Ukraine uh, in the in the final to go to the World Cup. Their only loss in World Cup qualifying was away to Belgium, but the Wales has gone uh, 0-1 and five in Nations League group in Nations League A, uh, getting relegated to League B for the next time they play the Nations League. So. They were on a, a pretty hot run um, in World Cup qualifying and then just have completely shat the bed in Nations League matches. So we'll see what uh, what team shows up on the 21st. Uh, you know, some of their more important players, obviously Gareth Bale. We all know Gareth Bale from, uh, you know, the one trophy that Messi doesn't have is uh, uh, an MLS Cup. Uh, <laughs> Wales Golf uh, MLS Cup in that order um that's there should be a hopefully there's a two pole fly in for for that uh aaron ramsey plays for nice right now uh the welsh javi joe allen former liverpool player now currently playing for swansea in the championship uh and uh point out nico williams uh forest fullback former again another former um liverpool player he is uh, a very key piece for them for how they play which is generally a back three um either a three, five, two, or more recently a three, four, three, uh, generally, generally with Bale and Daniel James up top. They really are a direct counterattack team. They'll hit you with speed, especially on defensive set pieces. Um, they get those wingbacks forward, uh, when they are able to turn the ball back over. Um, so they're definitely also deadly on offensive set pieces. Obviously when you have a guy like Gareth Bale, um, and they have this, I can't remember the name of the other dude. They have this like other six, five tall dude who gets up and can put this head on the ball. Um, their defense is, is truly suspect, um, especially for a team that really doesn't want any of the ball and is really just going to give it to you and try and counterattack. They can be played through um, particularly if you play pretty direct, which uh, conveniently um, the other teams in at least the U S and, and England will do. Uh, I think the most important match for Wales is on the 29th versus England. Um, that's their final final match, uh, group match day. Um, clearly, Wales will you know have played the U.S. and Iran, and they'll know if they've still stolen any points if they have a chance to maybe top the group uh, against England. Also, you know the whale, the Welsh and the English don't really like each other for you know lots and lots of reasons. Um, although they don't have much of a uh, footballing rivalry, um, they're definitely have a much bigger rugby rivalry um, where they're much more evenly matched. And, uh, but yeah, they still want to kick the shit out of England whenever they possibly can go ahead. Do you like the, uh, the ha- hashtag, let them fight and just watch the, <laughs> the island sink. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, I think if they make it to like, cause I don't, I don't think extra time is, is, is allowed in the group stage, but like, no, I not. would love it. I would love it for like, they play one half. And then the second half, they just let the rugby teams take over and just beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> yeah. David, you mentioned their suspect defense. And at the center of that suspect defense is 
uh, Tottenham Hotspur's own uh, Ben Davies. So, hmm. uh, you know, I would wish Jess were here to like just look at the Wikipedia uh, profile pick for Ben Davies and do a hot or not on that alone. But we'll leave that as a lesson mm-hmm. and exercise for the listeners. There you go. Uh, fun facts about the country. Um, it's one of the world's largest exporters of slate and man buns. Um, plus their native tongue. Uh, it's pretty fucking cool. If you've, <laughs> if you've listened to the Welsh speak, it's, it's really cool. Um, and their national anthem is literally about saving their language, which I think is also pretty fucking cool. Uh, their national animal is a dragon. Again, pretty fucking cool. And then uh, my last Very fun metal. fact, Pele scored his first ever World Cup goal against Wales in the 1958 World Cup quarterfinal. So there's got a, they have a little bit of a, yes, a touch don't. of Brazilian history as well. So there you go. So yeah, they're again, they're, interest, they're an interesting team. Um, again, any team that has Gareth Bale is is way more interesting by by magnitudes. All right. It, let's it's go. so Another fun fact. I've actually been to Wales in 1996. I was going to interject if, if listeners have not listened to uh, Michael Sheen do his uh, hype speech. It's, it's one of the most moving things you'll hear in years. I mean, it's just like, yes, you listen to that and you're, and you're ready to just go like run through a wall. I mean, it's yep. so exactly inspiring. I'm not Welsh at all, but like, Oh, I'll go fucking kill some English people. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Just look it up yep. on YouTube. It's, it's worth it's, it. It is quite good. We should. Yeah, it is quite good. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's move to Iran. Uh, Iran won, uh, uh, AFC, uh, the Asian F- Football Confederation, Group C, um, with a plus 30 goal differential. This is a very stingy team. Uh, they scored 34 goals and only allowed uh, four <clears throat> in all of their World Cup qualifying. Uh, they're also a team in uh, weird transition. Um, there's lots of shit going on politically in the country as well as on the, uh, the national team level. They fired their manager, uh, Dragan Skokic, uh, in July. <clears throat> the team's been a kind of interim. They hired uh, Portuguese manager, Carlos Quiros, um, who has previously led Iran in the last two World Cups. So he's, he's coached the team That's three right. different times. Uh, he was only hired a couple months ago. So they have, he's only actually coached um, <clears throat> or managed the team in two friendlies, the two friendlies in September. Uh, can't talk about Iran without talking about the protests that are going on. Um, that has kind of split some of the team as well. Some of the team is pro protests and there are some that are kind of against it. Um, uh, it's very much about sort of women's rights and women's liberation in Iran. Um, so clearly there's lots, there's lots of stuff going on in, uh, in that part of the world. Don't pretend to be an expert on it, but uh, definitely, you know, that stuff tends to find its way into sports, right? Like everybody says stick to sports and you can't really just stick to sports. So yeah, uh, there, there already have been some actions on the national team. Like you said, not, not everybody, but mm-hmm. some of the people that really do want to push for more <clears throat> um, liberalization of a lot of those things you just mentioned, like they have, um, if, if they play outside of Iran, which a lot of them do, then they have a certain safety and comfort level of speaking out and, and doing certain actions that they obviously can't do when they're in around. Right. Right. I mean, Iran's a country where I, women can't even watch soccer matches like in, in 
in together. So it's it's pretty pretty still fucked up. <clears throat> um, in terms of uh, some of the players that you may know, uh, Medi Taremi uh, is a Porto striker. He scored five goals and four assists in the league this year, in um, four goals and two assists in Champions League as well. He's not super fast, so he shouldn't really give much of you know the U.S. or any other team's backline too many problems. But he's very technical. Um, he's got really great positional awareness. And we know with some of the defenders on England and uh, the U.S., they tend to um, – minds tend to wander and uh, find themselves well out of position. So a player like that could cause a lot of problems for, um, you know, for some back lines. Uh, the other sort of main scorer, uh, Sardar Osmoon, um, but he's still – He's a, they haven't decided yet on, on whether he's going to make the team. I believe he's in the roster right now, but um, he clearly could be taken off um, before the matches start. He's a forward, plays for Bayer Leverkusen uh, in the uh, uh, Bundesliga. He was their top scorer in the qualifying. Um, he hasn't scored yet this year in Bundesliga. He hasn't gotten a ton of time. I think only about 280 minutes over the course of eight games. Uh, and then I'll say he's so in qualifying. Um, Osmond was the main forward. Um, Taremi would either um, um, sub for him or occasionally when they'll play two in the front up top, um, uh, Taremi will move to sort of the, the left hand side. Uh, and then I'll say their they're, they're, uh, uh, goalkeeper, uh, Areza Baranvand. Uh, that's probably not pronouncing that. He's a great penalty stopper. Um, he's, he's, I think he's almost 50% on penalty saves. Uh, and then he also, I think the dude has the world record for the longest throw from a keeper position. Um, he has an absolute rocket launcher. He doesn't throw the ball overhand. He throws it kind of like javelin style. Um, and as, and we'll just pass the ball, you know, three quarters of the way down the field to, you know, streaking, um, you know, attackers. So it's, it's awesome. pretty cool to watch. Uh, you show, you, did it a couple times in the last World Cup, so yep, I mean, he's definitely someone to be interesting. You know, interesting whenever whenever he's got the ball, he's liable to just literally fucking bazooka it across the across the pitch. So now, now Dave, I don't know if you have the entire uh, squad up there or not, but from the last World Cup, I remember covering a Minnesota football show. I just started. In fact, we we got together for that first World Cup in 2018, and I know Jess is not here right now, but we had a collective hot or not for that entire <laughs> Iranian national team that all looked like supermodels. Like there was n- hands down no other team that was hotter in terms of the entire team than the Iranian national team. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking, I just Googled uh, Iran world cup roster and I'm looking at some, I'm looking at these dudes and yes, they are uh, very, yes, very swarthy. Swarthy dudes. So, <laughs> let's 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 get the stamp from Jess if you. Yeah, listen listeners, this. Google Google the Iranian uh, World Cup national team, and we'll 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 get that. We'll send that link to Jess too, and get some uh, get some feedback from her for sure. Like when they're not in their uniforms, they're just doing like press shots and things like that. It looks like a hip hop music video. Like <laughs> that's the kind of dudes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, so <laughs> they play compact at the back. They like to hit on the counter. Again, they conceded just four goals in qualifying. They typically play, have been playing a 4-1-4-1 um, with their possession wingers pushing higher. They really are a vertical team. They don't pass the ball back and forth very often. They want to get up and down the up and down the, the pitch. Um, they also like to build on the back, um, uh, defend in the middle of the park instead of pressing. So, you know, teams that can figure out a way to bypass 
that midfield um, are going to have a, a, a really well suited to break um, to break down what is a you know pretty you know good block of defenders. Um, one f- note is Iran have never come back uh, from behind to win a game under Kieros uh, in his 99 games across his two spells. They've been victorious in just 13 of the 42 games where they have conceded a goal. So it's just really important to score a goal against Iran. You're probably going to win the game. So um, most important match for them. I also marked as the uh, 29th uh, U.S. game versus the USA. Um, that clearly, you know, what happens at that game um, could be the difference between, you know, second and fourth, honestly. Um, not, not only to consider the historic and uh, resemblance, also that I mean the Iran the Iranian national team knocked the uh, U.S. team out of I believe it was the 2006 World Cup, um, a game that the U.S. thought they were going to steamroll and uh, and sent U.S. home early. So there's definitely that. There's you know some revenge factor there, um, but also yeah, it's uh, it, I think the, I think all all four of these teams are are well suited to play one another. Obviously, I think England is probably the um, you know the best team. Oh, I, sorry. I didn't even talk about the USA. <laughs> All right. USA, uh, how they qualified. They finished uh, third in CONCACAF qualifying. Third. Um, they're the youngest team. They were they were the youngest team in qualifying, only slightly older now with uh, Tim Ream in the squad. Um, so they could probably be the youngest team in uh, the World Cup as well, which bodes well for 2026, but we're playing for 2022 right now. So you know the important players in the team. Christian Pulisic, um, Gio Reyna, I think, um, is seems like he's fully fit and healthy finally. Actually, as a matter of fact, this is probably the healthiest the U.S. team has been the entirety of World Cup qualifying in terms of the players that they want and everybody being as 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 good as they can be, as rested as they can be. Um, so, yeah, so Gio Reyna, obviously a big one. Uh, uh, Anthony Jedi Robinson, um, I think, has, has played a key. He's actually set up a few pretty amazing goals for the U S saved their hides a couple of times. And then we have the, the triumvirate up top for the number nine position. Uh, Jesus Ferreira, uh, Haji Wright and Josh Sargent. It's, I mean, it sounds like Ferreira is probably going to be the starter of those with um, Sargent being sort of a, a like for like replacement and Haji Wright being a, a sort of a change of pace for them. So I think a big question for the U S is what, what do they get out of the number nine position? Who's going to score the goals? Um, if it's not Ferreira, Haji or Sargent, it's, you know, Theoretically, it'd be Pulisic, Reyna, and maybe, you know, Tim Weah, um, Brendan Aronson, for example. Um, they play the McKinney, Musa Adams midfield. Um, they obviously need all three of those guys to stay on the pitch together, which means not getting hurt. But I think more importantly for some of those dudes, not getting cards. Um, Weston McKinney uh, and Eunice Musa in particular, a uh, little hot-headed in, uh, in qualifying, so... Those guys need to stay on the pitch together for sure. Fact check. Uh, it was 1998. I ran 98 U- us uh, two to one. And that was, you know, Casey Keller, Eddie Pope, Frankie Hayduke, Tab yep. Rommel. Was Tony Sani on this, on that team? No, right. And no, no, he was not. Kobe Jones. No, 94. So, yeah. Sana, Sana was on t- uh, 2002. He was on the, the Korea, Japan team. T- team. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so how they play, um, obviously, you know, you probably know this, but they play uh, 4-3-3. They can play more of a 4-2-3-1 um, with a 10 in front of a double pivot. They have played a black three on occasion, but with no Reggie Cannon in the roster, I 
think that makes that or like someone like James Sands or, or Sam Vine, I think it makes it less likely that they're going to even roll out a three at any point. Um, they're happy to sit and counter against better teams, but they're definitely going to be forced into possession against Wales and Iran. The question we, we saw that in CONCACAF and this team did not look super great breaking teams down. So that is going to be the big question. I think for the U S if they can, um, you know, hold possession, keep the ball, not allow counters and break a team down, like break Wales down um, or break Iran down. That bodes pretty well for them, uh, you know, advancing in this tournament. So uh, fun fact about the country, the U S state that is closest to Africa is technically Maine in terms of distance. So there you go. Fun fact about the U S yeah. Anything else um, that I missed on the, uh, on any of the teams guys. I'm I'm curious your picks, but we might all have different ideas of how this thing's going to turn out. This, this is a really tough one. I've actually flipped back and forth. I think on this group more than any other in my little bracket, because I keep changing my mind. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I go back and forth uh, quite a bit too. Um, I think England is, uh, you know, they've, every tournament they've played um, in the last sort of like three or four tournaments, they've gotten better and better um, last tournament was euros they made it to the finals unfortunately obviously they they lost to italy but they made it to the finals before that they made the semifinals of the world cup i believe they made like the quarterfinals of the uh, the euros before that so and this is the t- this is a team that's got you know you know they, they're not sort of all to use that you know that phrase golden generation right they don't use that really uh, about the english team because they have a, a large variety of players right they have a guy like jordan henderson on the roster who's probably not going to get a ton of playing time but you know he's there for you know, vibes and leadership or whatever, but they also have a player like Bukayo Saka out there who's young, um, hungry, Jude Bellingham, guys who are, who are young and hungry. So I got England first. Uh, and I'm because I'm, you know, I'm a homer. I got to pick USA seconds, um, but I could easily see Wales or Iran, honestly, um, coming in second in this group. I think England has enough to, and should pretty comfortably win the group. It's really going to come down to, um, you know, who between USA, Iran, and Wales takes enough points? I, I have a feeling it's so hard for me to pick one and two, but I think I think somebody's going to sleep on Iran. I don't know who it's going to be, and Iran's going to steal some points. All right, that's, that's, yeah. that's my, my crystal ball is telling me that. I, I can't go farther than that. Though. I don't know which team that's going to be, but I, I, feel like, I feel like Iran will be the kingmaker. How about that? They play England in that first match day, so take, uh, take, you know, take three points off of England and Yep. Then uh, they'd be losing their Could shit happen. on uh, on Black Friday. So Could happen. Could happen. I, I agree, Eric. I think Iran, the way Iran plays and how they play the other three teams greatly affects how, how this group stacks out at the end. And Iran's totally comfortable playing like 0-0 all game and, and stealing one at the end. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, you're definitely going to want to score on Iran as, as early as you possibly can because – Again, once they get scored on, they've they they don't they they've never won. So um there you go. Uh Rodrigo, any any other thoughts on the group? Uh um I think I think Iran and Wales are gonna be really interesting. I think um Wales has the set piece attacking power, but that's about it. So um if you ever, you know, watch some high school soccer or some bad high school soccer, it's always boot and run. And those teams kind of, kind of, kind of, 
gonna fit that motto is like get it to your best player and see what they can do or just boot and try to press the ball and see if something happens so i think out of those two you know you know they should be um they should either come up with a with, with a third place um i i do think england and usa are, are set to be able to to move on i um but i just you know i think iran like like you guys are saying has a chance to be that sleeper that no one really cares about you yep. know it's like that uh like the the big green the movie the big green is that one team you know it's just or like the little giants right when like it only takes one one win and that's all it really needs to happen in this world so i think for the sake of the u.s you we, we gotta hope that they go number one because if they go number two they're probably gonna meet the netherlands <laughs> which will be a rough ride in the round of 16. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. The, I was listening to some other podcasts, and they said that FIFA did a projection of the World Cup, and they actually had Argentina winning the, winning the World Cup. But they had the U.S. losing to France in the quarterfinals, like one to nothing, which I was, huh. I was like going backwards. I was like, wait, that means that they, FIFA had the U.S. winning the group because that's the only way they would have gotten France, you know? So it's just like, oh, okay. So anyways, um, yeah. And the, and I mean, it all can be strategy too. It's like maybe England doesn't want to go first. They don't want to play France. Maybe they want to take an easier route. Yeah. they Well, they'll have uh, Iran at the in the last group uh, stage match. So Or no, they'll have Wales. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, it's really, they have Iran at the, the very first match day. So yeah. Um, that, that could be a bloodbath too, England, England and Wales. So cool. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. Again, we are brought to you by Pence homes, <clears throat> pencehomes.com. Uh, are we going to get another, uh, we're going to get another beatbox. Sure. And, and rap I got session you. Here? All right. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you a little base. Are, are you doing the read? Not Who's me. Reading? No. Who's reading? Somebody's got to read. I can't, I cannot do music uh, and read, reading I'll at be, the same I'll time be. okay rodrigo rodrigo's got the read rodrigo's got the read so all right i'm a man of many this talents is, but that's stretching me this is, this is why we should have production meetings at the before the that's podcast right. starts so all right, right take production it out. meetings right i mean geez yeah uh, take it away uh, rodrigo, Eric let's, let's go let's go cypress hill buddy ready this part of the program is brought to you by the team of Pence Holmes and Keller Williams. Classic Real Team Pence Holmes will help you walk you through the process of selling and buying a home in a time frame that works best for you. If you have any home-related questions about equity, home projects, or when is the right time to sell buy contact them at penshomes.com or 612-308-1122 penshomes.com insane in the main brain <laughs> wicked sane got right. no penshome.com yeah they're getting their money's worth uh that's for that's for damn sure so all right. Well, this is the uh, the last uh, preview podcast. Uh, when we next talk to you guys, it's going to be after the match day round one is complete. So that Thursday. So that's just going to be the schedule going forward. Is that we're gonna we're gonna get together uh, at least a few of us after each round of matches is done. So um, the 29th, ninth, uh, that Thursday, or sorry, that twenty fifth, I believe, which is that Thursday, um, the following Monday, and then the following Friday, I believe, are the days that we kind of have 
checked off. So those podcasts will be in your feeds um, as soon as we possibly can get them because we want it to be fresh before uh, before matches start if we possibly can. So look out for that. Um, but before we sort of wrap up for the for this uh, last file pod, um, any matches that you're looking forward to on that sort of that first round of uh, that first round of match days? Um, obviously, I you know I'll, I can start. I think the uh, Senegal Netherlands match. Uh, should be a good one that again we I think we talked about I mentioned last week that that's probably going to be the decider and who wins that group so that'll be fun um, any other uh, matches jump out to either of you guys I'm really biased in this one but Uruguay versus Korea is mm. that's gonna be uh, kind of a I think a big momentum depending on the result of that for either team oh I gotta let's see I, I, it, it's so important for the u.s to get points so i mean that u.s wales game like they that's got to be a w so i really hope it happens for them um looking at that one for sure that one's on monday at uh 1 p.m i believe so harking back to earlier in this episode belgium versus canada I yes see. that was good that was gonna be my next that's one that's gonna be that's gonna be very entertaining and important and then yep. Harking way back to what we recorded last week, uh, the World War II uh, superpower, Germany versus Japan, has mm. some intriguing... I like I like Portugal-Ghana, too. I'd love to see an upset there. Yeah. Ghana. Let's go. I, I think you guys are forgetting, um, you know, the, the opener. I think the openers are always um, interesting and set the tone, in a sense. And um, what more can you talk about Qatar and Ecuador, two countries that are, you know, in some sort of uh, controversy. As you guys have learned by now, the TSA made its final ruling as if um, the telenovela of who's going to play in the World Cup. And they've ruled that our wonderful Ecuador will will be playing in the World Cup, but... Also, please. But, but, Ecuador will not be calling up or did not call up Byron Castillo, the one person that has been surrounded by all this da- drama uh, in Ecuador will not be going to the World Cup. Um, kind of feels like Pepe in a sense, right? You know, you help get the team there and you can't get to the World Cup. But in addition That's... to that, Byron Castillo, I mean, Ecuador will be starting the next uh, World Cup qualification with negative three points. So... Oh, interesting. So, so that's going to be really that, interesting. Yeah. So, so that's going to be interesting how this all plays out. I, I really want to see how what this Ecuadorian team can do in a sense, and, and we'll see what that is. I think that's one of the other games. I also think you know, um, I think um, United States and Wales will be another good game. I think Argentina against Mexico is going to be a big game in this household. Um, is that the I mean, first week? Is that the first first round? No, it's not the first week. No, but you know, oh, okay. yeah, the first week is. Uh, I think the first week you got England and Iran, right? I think you guys took Senegal and um, Netherlands and then United yep. States and Wales, but I think Qatar and Ecuador will be mine to watch. So, yeah, that, uh, so Qatar and Ecuador is take, obviously taking place on Sunday, the uh, 20th. Um, the 21st is the only three games. It's England, Iran, Senegal, Netherlands, and USA, Wales, um, starting at seven o'clock in the morning. Like that's a pretty damn it's a pretty damn fun uh three matches for the you know the first yeah, full I mean, day of, of seven, matches and right. by the way uh for, for those that aren't streaming or whatever uh telemundo rocking them all so you can go to i think it's 23 if i'm not mistaken 
2521. 25. Thank you, MJ. Nice. Yeah. For, for those for, that have uh, digital antennas, 25.1 or on I might need to get one. 25 so. dash one. Yeah. Uh, pretty nice. There, a lot of the, actually, a lot of like the, the, the freemium, or the, not the freemium, like the, um, the free, like, cha- like web channel, like, ser- mm-hmm. like services or whatever that are on some of like the TVs and like Roku's and things like that. You can, some of them have like live TV and you can actually get some of the local channels too. So, pretty cool yeah fox is going to be carrying some of them it's it's just kind of random who they decide they're going to actually going to carry fox i think fox has about like 30 or some 30 or so games and then the uh, the rest are on fs1 um if you have a if you have a vpn you can watch the games and like uh like on the bbc or in uh in germany or whatever too so it's another way to get around uh you know if you don't want to pay for fox sports um but yeah telemundo is uh is the standard for me too so uh, okay, do we, do we, before we wrap up, do we want to make any predictions on um, on this? We can always make them, you know, as we get once we sort of have a better feel on the knockout uh, rounds. But oh, it's so hard. I had that that bracket like going deep. I, I I'm curious how they like, they got to Argentina as as the champion because I had many different scenarios and I always ended up with Brazil Argentina as a semifinal. So apparently mm. they're picking. They're picking Argentina over Brazil in the semi. Argentina to beat Brazil in the semis, yeah. I mean, it would be a rematch of the World Cup. I mean, the the we're not World Cup, but the Copa America final. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, ideally that would be the final, though. But I just the way that it's right, arranged, right, right. I don't think that I don't think it can land there. No, uh, uh-uh. there's no way that's gonna land there. Like if somehow, know, like if if somehow, inkling gets to play Argentina, in one way or the I, other, I know it's like extremely unlikely. But God, would I love to watch that game again? I was just gonna yeah. say an England Argentina final would be, I mean, would be pretty epic. So that would, yeah, get a hell of a, I think win, a hell of a lot. Win, winner gets small Venus. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my. When I put that on Twitter, dear Lord, did that be, did, did all the the older people just come out of the woodwork? And it's just amazing having to talk about the Malvinas and people correct me. No, it's the Falkland. And so well, that's oh, to you. No. I grew up in, <laughs> Wait, I grew up were, the, were these, were these English people or people from here? I don't know. Do I care? No, they speak English. Oh. So that's a, the same uh, thing to me. That's totally fair. So, totally fair. Uh, I just looked at the bracket and if Brazil and Argentina, if one of them wins their group and the other one is the runner up in their group, that's what has to happen. They could meet in the finals. Okay. But it could the be probability of that Tomable finals. Fuck yeah. you, UEFA. Yeah. Uh, Brazil versus Brazil versus Argentina. Um, and who wouldn't want so, to see that? I know. But just say good, good luck telling one of those teams to like throw a match. though. <laughs> I mean, if it's yeah. going to happen to someone, it has to be Brazil, right? They'll give up. A, they'll come in super confident. And we've seen it before. They, 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 yes. they'll, draw, they'll, draw, they'll, they'll draw a team. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing too is, is Argentina will have played their last game, you know, before Brazil plays their last match. So Brazil could, you know, it depending on how things are, they could they could find a way to finish, you know, second if they if they knew that would guarantee a uh, a, fa- mm. a, a final. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. So that would be uh, okay. If if well, there's going to be any teams throwing games in a World Cup, it's going <laughs> to be at Qatar. I just want to say that. <laughs> that is, that's that is true. Astute. We need to have like a bingo, like a bingo card for this. this, this. 
we, this tournament. We, we forgot to mention Qatar and in, in, in the in the third place match for sure. Right, right. That's yeah. gonna say, right? That's just gonna happen. Right. Um, guarantee. Qatar makes it. Yeah, guarantee it. It's gonna be. <laughs> we we gotta work on a bingo card because I want to see what happens if like uh if like a fan in, invades the pitch and then scores against Qatar. Uh, and the ref plays advantage. I just want to be able to have that on my bingo card, or like <laughs> if there's a kiss cam somewhere. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure a drone just appears and like eviscerates you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it, the end. It would be like, an, uh, like yeah, that would totally run, be running man rules. Yep. <laughs> It'd be like that. What's that one um, Netflix uh, show that they just uh, oh geez, where they get eliminated by not. Um, understanding how green light red light goes oh squid, uh, oh, squid games squid game yeah squid games yeah <laughs> make it all squid game Hang-Goop. Hang-Goop. Hang-Goop, yeah. uh all right well i forgot to mention this in the in the last podcast and so hopefully um you can join our uh we, we set up a uh yeah sort of football show dave's i know world cup challenge um you go to the mlsoccer.com and you can enter the guitar bracket thing um you can i think search for um MNFS plus TDIK. The easier thing to do is, is put in our lead code, which is uh, capital A, capital E, uh, lowercase K, lowercase J, seven, capital H. <clears throat> and that'll get you to our, our, our league. Um, we'll also put up the links in our the, the show notes uh, as well as I'm sure we'll I'll tweet it out from the Dave's I know. I'm sure Rodrigo will tweet it out from the Minnesota football show account as well. Um, but yeah, we're, I, we're, I'm trying to rustle up some prizes. Um, can't guarantee we can get you a home from pensehomes.com, but uh, you know, we'll figure something out. So yeah, so join I'll, I'll write you a pair of haikus. There you go. Get two you haikus. Give me the topic, I'll write you a pair of haikus. That's fucking awesome. <clears throat> um I, and I will write you one royal rhyme septet. Oh, it gets better and better. Eric, what are you gonna give it away? Um I mean, I got a one. bottle of wine. I want a bottle <laughs> of your wine. Uh, no, it's all right. Um, so yeah, so join that. Um, there's two games. There's the, the main game, and then there's like a, a sort of a second chance game with the once the knockout teams are all um, identified and everything. So should be super fun. So yeah, so join that. Uh, cool. All right. Well, guys, this has been this has been super fun. I'm super excited yeah. to actually start watching matches. Uh, you know, that, that one week break between, you know, the league and the world cup is going to just kill me. So, you know, yeah. I mean, um, I'm like, I took the week off, so I'm ready. Nice. Well, come join us at the black card or something. So, um, I know there's a few of us that'll be working, uh, remotely. <laughs> I already, I will, uh, I will, I will pretend not to work remotely because I will not be working remotely. I will be there at you the go. black card because I've, I'm boosted <laughs> and ready to to there you go. Raw dog air particles with other people. <laughs> raw dog air particles. I thought that's what he said. Just yeah. Um, it. <laughs> all right. Well, if, if you if you like commentary like raw dog and air particles, uh, you can uh, join the the Minnesota Football Show Patreon at patreoncom slash Show. Uh, sorry, it's MN Football Show. Um, if you like our yeah. bullshit, uh, same thing. patreoncom slash Dave's I know. Uh, reach out to us. Uh, hey, reach out to us on Twitter um, at MN Football Show and at TDIKMN during the week while the games are going on, your thoughts or whatever. Um, you know, if we were smart, we would have set up like a, just a very quick email address so people can send us to you. But hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I said at MN Football Show or at TDIKMN. 
or the IG. I can, I can or the IG. IG too. Yep. Or the, uh, the MS, MN football. I don't think the names have an IG, but, uh, but yeah, you can also Dang. reach out. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm at Texas Hour. Rodrigo's I think at... Jess would be great at IG for it. Oh, yes. that's a good point. Yes, I, I, if she wants to do it, I'll, I'll give it to her. Jess, if you're listening, I, yeah, you can take over our, the names I know at Instagram, which doesn't Jess, exist. Jess, Bridget, so. we miss you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm at Texas Hour. Rodrigo at RSC Spoken Word. MJ at MJ Matsui. You can reach Eric on the Instas at Eric SB Musica. And Jess is at Jessica 144-08392. Just want to say thanks again to Podiumware. Um, if you have any Podiumware needs, reach Brian at Podiumware.com or give him a call at 651-895-4559. Also, Pence Homes. Thank you, Pence Homes. Um, visit them at PenceHomes.com uh, or 612-308-1122 if you want to you know, buy or sell a house or if you have questions about uh, you know, who you should reach out to for your plumbing. Um, I'm sure Nate's got a, uh, Nate's got a suggestion <laughs> for you. So. Um, Thanks, thanks you guys for sponsoring. Thanks for listening. Um, and we're really looking forward to watching some soccer matches with you and then talking about it on the days I know at Minnesota Football Show, Voltron yeah. World Cup Project Party. So thanks for listening, water, everybody. Water. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for listening. And, man, it's been fun. Here we go. I guess whatever this is, it's happening. We got seven, we got seven more, buddy. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and reminder, uh, please hit us up on the social media for ideas once the World Cup starts, how you want us to cover yeah, the games yeah. that were played. Give us Please format do. ideas or best of things or power ranking, name top five, whatever. And then we'll just ignore all that. <laughs> I was waiting for it. There it is. Yep. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.